1: There are two hours left for clubs to do their deals Liverpool have been busy Ben Davis is in from Preston North End and Ozan Kabak is looking likely a 20-year-old Turkish international from Schalke also a defender Elsewhere Ainsley Maitland-Niles has had a medical in London with a view to joining West Bromwich Albion on loan until the end of the season from Arsenal Big Sam's had a big day What did we expect? Plenty of talk that Bournemouth's Josh King is going to Everton. We know Carlo Ancelotti is in the market for another striker. King has been wanting to leave for some time. Bournemouth have accepted a bid, but I'm told Fulham are keen as well. And what of Delhi Alli? So much talk about one of England's best players at the 2018 World Cup. He wants to go... But Spurs won't let him join Paris Saint-Germain yet. There is still time. What else is happening on this final day of the January transfer window? Reports are that Joe Willock is set to join Newcastle United on loan from Arsenal. US men's national team star DeAndre Yedlin has left Newcastle and gone to Galatasaray in Turkey on a free transfer. Four new players, I told you Big Sam's been busy. That's a Premier League high West Brom have brought in over the course of the transfer window. And Brighton have today signed Moises Caicedo for six million dollars from a club in Ecuador. So much to talk about. Good afternoon. I'm Rebecca Lowe. Welcome along to our Transfer Window Deadline Day special here on NBCSN. We're going to take you right through 6pm Eastern. That's the deadline. And out the other side until half past six to make sure you're right up to date with everything going on around the Premier League in terms of deals and loans. Now three people who know way more than me about everything that goes on in the transfer window over the pond at Sky Sports HQ. We have got Dameshef, Kaveh Solikal and Brian Swanson on board to help us throughout our show today. Brian, I shall hand it over to you for a few minutes.
2: Yeah, thanks, Rebecca. Hello, everyone. Not long to go now before the transfer window closes in this winter window. You mentioned some big deals there at the top of your show with regards to Liverpool. Cavi, are you surprised Liverpool have left at late? Where are we right now in terms of deals? Look, I think Jurgen Klopp has been very clever. Uh, We all know he had a problem in
0: the centre-back positions. Virgil van Dijk is injured. Joe Gomez is injured. He had to go out and sign at least one centre-back. The problem is not very many players are available in the current market and also he doesn't have very much money to spend so he's been creative he's gone to preston a club in the championship and signed ben davis for less than 2 million pounds now i like this deal because ben davis is a very promising young player and it reminds me of the old days when liverpool used to go and buy young english players from lower division clubs i'm thinking of for instance when they signed kevin keegan uh, from Scunthorpe United. I'm thinking of when they signed Ian Rush from Chester City. It's got a sort of throwback feel to it. The other signing, of course, is Ozan Kabak from Schalke. Now, this one is interesting because fantastic reports coming out of Germany about how good he is potentially. But the only thing I'd be worried about is he's playing for a Schalke side who are bottom of the Bundesliga. They've conceded 49 goals this season. They've only won one game. So it's going to be a whole different environment from him going from the bottom of the Bundesliga to Anfield. The final point I would make about the two of them is when van Dijk comes back, when Gomez comes back, are Davis and uh, Kabak going to play regularly? I'm not so sure. So... In the short term, great moves for the players and Liverpool. In the long term, I don't know how much of an impact they will have at Liverpool because they're going to have a real fight to get in the side.
2: Arsenal sitting 10th, of course, in the Premier League, 13 points behind the current leaders, Manchester City. Damesh, they've had a say in quite a few deals, haven't they?
3: Well, the Kabak one, for one, Carve mentioned he's come from Schalke. Schalke would only let Kabak go if they could bring in a replacement. And that replacement is... Arsenal's Skodran Mustafi. Uh, Sky in Germany have told us that the contract has been terminated. He only had six months left of that contract. And he signed what we're told is a permanent six-month contract, which sounds a bit strange. But when you look a little bit deeper into it, you can understand why. Uh, Carve mentioned the position that Schalke are in in the Bundesliga, their bottom. They don't want to sign a big player like Mustafi and then put him on a big contract. And if they get relegated, they'll be saddled with Mustafi's wages. They did the same thing with Said Kalasinac in the last window as well. So they've got both of these players on loan to try and help them get out of the mess that they're in. But look, as it stands, we're still waiting for a formal announcement with regard to Skodran Mustafi. But all of, the, uh, all of the signs are pointing towards that Skodran Mustafi will make that move to Schalke. The window in Germany did close at five o'clock UK time. But that doesn't necessarily mean that the deal hadn't got done before five o'clock. It just means that Arsenal might be taking their time about announcing it because lots of paperwork needs doing and all of that kind of thing. So expect that one to go through because the Kabak one has already.
2: And just finally, very briefly, Calvi, West Ham in fifth in the Premier League at the moment. What's a season they're having. What a window.
0: Yeah, fantastic window and a really strange situation because the owner of West Ham has said to David Moyes, the manager, you've got 20, 30 million pounds to spend today if you want it. And David Moyes has turned around to him and said, you know what? I'm happy with my squad. I don't want to spend that money. Keep it. We'll spend it in the summer.
2: Well, Damesh Chef Kavi Soliko, we're staying across the deals here at Sky Studios in London. And you know, Rebecca, I love a deal sheet. That means that from right now, Premier League clubs can submit paperwork to the Premier League that gives them an extra two hours to complete the deals if they have left it late.
1: Brilliant information. Brian, Cave and Damesh, thank you very much. We'll be back with the chaps a number of times throughout our show. Look who I've got in the studio. <laughs> Not quite as good. now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Robbie <laughs> Earl, Robbie Musto, with plenty to talk about this afternoon. We're going to begin, of course, with Liverpool, Robbie yeah. Earl, because mm. they have got... they yeah. We thought we were going to get one. They've ended up, it looks like, with two. Ben Davis is yeah. in, yeah. and Kabak it looks like, is going to happen. Yeah. Um, your reaction to this business?
4: Um, well, I think the first reaction is, Rebecca, it's probably not the size of fee we thought for the, su- for the size of player. Reigning champion, do you think they go out and spend 20 or $30 million? Financial restraints and COVID, I think, has affected that. It's about £5 million all in for a loan and a signing. Hearing from, from Ben Davies, good things, Rebecca, 25 years of age. Graham Westerly was his first manager at Preston, gave him his debut at 17 years of age. Good on the, on the ball. Um, Left-footed, he's going to play out the back, reads a bit of danger. The other thing that I heard a lot about is personality and character. And I think Michael Edwards, who's the head of recruitment at Liverpool, wants to know what players are like off the pitch because the culture at Liverpool is the key thing. And he's going into a, a really good culture where he should be a better player.
1: I suppose the problem that Jurgen Klopp has is that he can't go out and spend, even if he had the money, which I don't think he does have at Liverpool, mm. he can't go out and spend £50 million on, a, on an amazing centre-back because mm. when the Martips and the Gomez's and the Virgil van Dijk's come back, he then has a massive headache on his hands. So mm. is this a clever way around that problem?
5: It's a clever way because he's going to get, he's going to examine two centre-backs mm. for mm. hardly any money, mm. for hardly any money. The other one, if it does happen, Kabak is going to be alone with a... Uh, a view to a yeah. permanent deal. But again, in a way of looking at a young player that I'm kind of different to Cave that was talking there earlier. I'm kind of more excited about Kabak more than yeah. Ben yeah, Davis. Davis yeah. Ben Davis, 25 years of age. Now, I know his contract's running out. That's why the fee is so low. Yeah. But it's been running out all year. Where, where's the Premier League mm. interest? Where's the...
4: There was a couple of people sniffing around I know him Celtic, Celtic, Celtic thought were, yeah. they were yeah, going to get Newcastle, him. I think Newcastle United were, were, were yeah. somewhere around
5: him. But, but for Kabak, mm. of what I've seen of him... Yeah. A natural defender, strong, powerful, one of those that likes to tackle, likes to get involved, likes to get close to people, can bring the ball out as well. And at that age, in that environment, I, I just feel, longer term, that, that he might play more. Turkish international, seven right, caps, already, I think he's played 70
4: games already. By yeah. the way, remember the, other, the last Turkish, or one of the last Turkish centre-backs who came in the league? Soyuncu. Right. Similar, and it's type. A similar type. similar yeah. type. Similar type.
1: Just a, a moment. To, I was thinking earlier on when he saw that picture of Ben Davis in that Liverpool mm. strip and holding the scarf. I mean, oh. what it must be to this go player. Not, who's been not on alone at South, Indeed, he's been alone at Southport. He's been alone <laughs> yeah. at Fleetwood, and now he's playing for the
4: yeah. Premier
1: League uh, champion.
4: Hi, Mo. Could I have your autograph. he's <laughs> <laughs> one of those. Well, I mean, can
1: you imagine walking into that dressing room?
4: Yeah. Uh, I mean, just
5: just on that. I mean, the the, the jump up in everything, Rob. Mm. Jump yeah. up yeah. in yeah. expectation, in level, in training, training, quality, training. in everything, yeah. Rebecca. Yeah. I mean, it's a, mm. it's a massive jump. Super exciting. I mean, he, he can't believe it. The photograph's a great one, but wow. You know. The only thing
4: I would say, Andrew Robertson went into that football club. Nobody was talking, you know, he got relegated at all. I go back to Jamie Vardy, signed from Fleetwood... Into um, into Leicester City. Leicester with the championship, about a million pounds. Who'd have thought Jamie Vardy is still, well, 100 Premier League goals later. So mm. we shouldn't be snobs. We should say that this guy—they've picked him out for a reason. They have a profile. Liverpool. Let's mm. see how he does.
1: I want to talk about Josh King because we're hearing that they've agreed a fee. Uh, Bournemouth have with Everton and maybe with Fulham, who are also yeah. interested. We don't yet know what the fee is. What do you guys make of Josh King maybe leaving Bournemouth?
5: Uh, well, it makes sense. You know, I get the feel that he, he wants—he feels he's a Premier League player. He even though he's, he's played 12 times, no goals. Um, I, I guess for Everton, Rob, we were just chatting about yeah. it. And you were saying, well, he's, he's, a, he's, okay, a, he's another okay body. He's yeah. Another, yeah. I just, when you're Everton fan, I don't think you're going to get too excited about Josh King coming. Rebecca is 29 years of age, did OK with Bournemouth. Some games you look really good. But, but I guess for numbers, they haven't yeah. got that many strikes at the club. Squad player. Uh, well, yeah, I suppose I, so. I'll
4: tell you what, just Dominic Calvert-Lewin before Carlo Angelotti got in the club. Mm, Dominic Calvert-Lewin. You work in the right environment with the right kind of manager, they can get things out. Woby looks a better player. Sigerson looks a better player. Environment might get a little bit more out of Josh King than we're seeing at the moment. Mm.
1: Ainsley, Maitland, Niles to West Brom. There mm. were apparently other clubs yeah. interested, but he, according to reports, has chosen a relegation battle. Now, for me, that says something about his character. Yeah,
4: because they said it was fluid and one or two others were coming. But he wants to play. I think he likes the idea of going in with Sam. I think he has said to Rebecca, though, that he doesn't want to play in defence, which is a bit of a worry, you know, where do you want to play? I mean, if, if Sam says you play playing right back today, you'd play right back. But I like what exactly what you say. There's a fight for West Bromwich Albion in the second half of the season. He's prepared to roll his sleeves up and go with something. What, what he has got is pace. Mm. You know, I know he'd like to play
5: in midfield. They've brought another midfield player in as well in that position. I wouldn't be surprised if he does play defensively because mm. they have struggled yeah. big time, and, and no other defenders have been brought in in this this last day today.
1: Right, we are going to go through all 20 Premier League clubs, starting at number one, all the way down to Sheffield United in, in number 20. So we begin with the top two clubs. Look, Man City have that three-point lead right now over Manchester United. So City, notoriously in January, they're very, very quiet. They tend to do their business in the summer, so absolutely none in. Only Taylor Harwood-Bellett has gone out on loan to Blackburn Rovers, which is interesting because he's been part of some of the match day squads in the last few weeks. But they're doing so well, aren't they? At the back, especially, in terms of clean sheets. it's a whole different Manchester City to months gone by 32 matches 20 clean sheets is the best clean sheets record in all competitions out of Europe's top five leagues above the likes of Paris Saint-Germain Chelsea Atletico Madrid Sevilla and Grenada as well just before we talk about Manchester City and their defense I've just been told Southampton are working to sign Liverpool's Takumi Minamino on loan which would be mm. a really, good. really, mm. good, really signing. good signing. Yeah, and yeah. They're, uh, they're a little short, a little threadbare, mm. Ralph Hassenhurtle's squad, so that would be a good signing. Right, they've finally sorted out their defence. Mm. We've <laughs> been su- unsurprised un- that they haven't brought anybody in this month because they're not short other than up top.
5: You know, well, that's right. I mean, the only couple of spots I think in the, they'd look to improve at some point is left-back. Benjamin <laughs> Mendy has been really disappointing. Zinchenko's OK, but that's an area that maybe is a big summer signing. And up front... Mm. Jesus has done OK. What's he got? He's got three goals in 12 appearances in the Premier League. Not Last year not good enough, 14. Though, maybe not good enough in Aguero, isn't it? Just waiting, yeah. waiting, waiting for Aguero to come back. So, so maybe, you know, I think it's a, it's a position they've got to address, Rob, mm. at some point because he's getting older, Aguero. Maybe in the summer they'll go for somebody big time.
4: I think, Ruben, we have to talk about Ruben Diaz just quickly in the summer. $83 million coming in, Rebecca, it has been a game-changer. The new John Stones with him, the port we've seen recently, goals at the back. I agree with you, and on my list I had striker, but not an emergency. I think you can afford to wait till the summer. You've got Jesus playing at the moment, Aguero coming back. But eventually, I think City are going to go out and go big on a real big-name centre forward. And the other thing I would say just for Man City is coming De Bruyne a contract. By the way, kind of would like to get that done as quick as possible, to know that he's going to be here for next three or four years.
1: It's an interesting situation because he's representing himself, yeah. Kevin De Bruyne. He mm. fired his agent. Not many Premier League footballers no. walk into an office with the chief executive and sit down and talk money.
5: But it's hinted that he's very happy to stay. It's speak. just taken
1: a while, mm. though, yeah. as still, you say. still it has taking taken a while. A while. Yeah. Do you think they can win the title if they... Obviously, they're not going to bring mm. in a striker out, as mm. things are right now. They can win the title?
5: <sighs> they can. I mean, we've talked about the midfield goals and the mm. players that have stepped up and the false nines, et etc. et cetera. I think it would be difficult. I, I, I would tip Liverpool, actually, ahead of them if Aguero doesn't come back quickly and and start scoring.
1: We're going to do predictions at the end of the show, so you've got a little insight there into what Robbie Musso is thinking. Um, Haaland might be a name that they might go for in the summer, if that's what they're wanting, a big-time striker. Let's talk Manchester United now and have a little look at how well they have done. Their last through 21 Premier League matches last season, eight wins, 31 points, plus seven goal difference, they were in fifth position. Look at the improvement this season. 12 wins, 41 points, a bit of a better goal difference, and second and crucially second in the league and very much on course to challenge for this title throughout the season. In terms of ins and outs, well, on the right of your screen, the really interesting ones... Jesse Lingard, who's Mm -hmm. gone to West Ham for a $2 million loan fee. On the left, we knew about Anad Diallo. We actually talked about him in the last transfer window show because it was a deal that was agreed in October when we did have that transfer window, that temporary transfer window, but it has been cemented up to $51 million in this window. And he is an interesting player. In the last few days, he played for the Manchester United under-23s against Liverpool. We've got some grainy YouTube footage Mm -hmm. of a couple of goals, Robbie Earl.
4: Yeah, he's he's a talent, Rebecca. Left foot, right foot, doesn't matter to him. Well, Balance plays in the wide area. got good vision. Seen a little bit of tape of him. Can go in and out of defenders. Look, Penenka here from from the uh, penalty spot. Not short of confidence. And I get the sense we might see him during the course of the season.
1: So, as you can see there, from Atalanta, for just over $50 million, he was an academy product at that club, made his first team debut back in October 2019, has one goal, but only has four appearances, to be fair, in Serie A. And as you can see there, scored twice in that 6-2 win. And as you say, Robbie, you wouldn't be surprised to see him soon, mm. because Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has been talking a lot about him in his press conferences. He's been saying he's looked really good in training. Yeah. He'll be part of the match day squad soon. That front line for Manchester United, where are we with that?
5: Uh, I think, to steal a, f- a phrase off my buddy here, maybe it's, it's not an emergency right now, but for me, they need a, they need a striker. Cavani, love him to bits. Um, you know, It's going to be really interesting to see how effective he can be for the remainder of the mm. season. Martial, for me, I've, my patience is done. My patience is done with Martial. I don't think he's up to it to be in a striker. I know that between Rashford and Greenwood and Martial, the manager thought that between them, we can, we can score the goals. I don't see it with Martial. They still don't see Rashford being consistent every week. And Cavani will add some bits of quality, Rob. But again, a bit like City mm. in the summer, they might want to go and try and get a, a... Well,
4: a Haaland or whoever. And I think that might be the difference between where United are, Rebecca. I, it me, just feels like United don't really believe they can win the title this year. That's why I don't think they're going to spend that kind of money. Well, should they, Rob? Should, is this missed opportunity there? Well, it, it could up-grade. be. The year that Leicester won, it was a, a season yeah. when everybody else wasn't quite right. They, they could go and do it, but they've, they've got so many attacking forwards who you're not sure of. I like Rashford, but I just think positionally, left-hand side, coming in field, that's where he scores his goals.
1: Okay, um, Bruno. Let's talk about Bruno Fernandes because yeah. he came in last January's transfer window. Robbie, L. I don't think I've met a bigger fan than you.
4: No, because he just influences a football club. Rebecca, I heard only talking about him the other day. He said not only in games. In training, around the football club, in attitude, he's come out and said recently, you know, he's happy to beat United, but he's come here to win trophies and winning games and being second in the table is not what, what success should be for Manchester United. He's set standards, he, he demands of his teammates, we, we, had, we had a little bit of video a couple of weeks ago at Fulham, where he was demanding his teammates to do more. He's been as good a January signing as there's been in the Premier League.
1: Well, we are going to have a little look at because notoriously down the years, since the transfer windows came into being 15 or 20 years ago, January is a time where it's a panic buy. It's not normally a buy for the future. These we've picked out maybe the best, most notable January transfer window buys: Patrice Cech, Ivan, Vidic, Fernando Torres, Luis Suarez. Not bad. Philippe Coutinho, Pierre Emerick Aubameyang, Virgil van Dijk, and Bruno Fernandez. Are you oh. saying Bruno Fernandez is the best out of those? No. Not better than Virgil. I'm
4: saying he's quote: Virgil for me gets the nod in that the. The lift he gave his football club, went and won a, a Champions League title, went and won a Premier League title after 30 years, and I think he was the key man to drive that forward. But he
1: got Suarez on there as well. I mean, remember Luis Suarez? Amazing. What days those were? He
4: didn't, were. Win, he didn't really? win the title, though, did he? No,
1: he didn't. They came yeah, very still close. still brilliant. Oh, he's who brilliant. Fernandez has been. Who was your pick? Well, I, I,
5: I mean, Van Dyke, you've got to say that with what they won in Liverpool and the difference and the upgrade to Liverpool's mm. side. But Luis Suarez, talk about, you know, excitement and bringing. Amazing intensity and quality of the Premier League, I'd, I'd go yeah. Suarez.
1: Why do you think January is the way it is? Is Is it is it because it's kind of they're halfway through, they're thinking they can make it without spending money? Is that why we don't see a lot of money spent in January? Yeah,
4: and I don't think you push, you know, are you going to get the player who's going to help you win the title in January? Most likely not. At the other end of the table, it's somebody who might be able to keep you in, in the league.
1: We know people are tuning in at all different times this afternoon, so let's get you caught up. Liverpool have signed Ben Davis for up to $2 million from Preston North End. Uh, I'll bring you more on that in just a second. Liverpool have also reached an agreement for another defender from Schalke, uh, Ozan Kabak. That one's not yet quite done, but close. Southampton are working on a deal to bring in Liverpool's Takumi Minamino on loan. That one came in to us in the last... 20 minutes and Josh King looks like he is leaving Bournemouth. You'll remember him from his days alongside Callum Wilson when Bournemouth were in the Premier League. Both Everton and Fulham have had bids accepted, which means it's now up to Josh King where he goes. As always, any news that comes into us, you'll be the first to know. So let's focus, shall we, now, on the champions of England on Liverpool. So the definite is Ben Davis in and out. The other way, in fact, to Preston North End has gone Seth Van De Berg, the young defender. The defenders, of course, we know, has been the big problem right from pretty much the word go this season when they lost Virgil van Dijk. They've lost Joe Gomez, both to long-term injuries. Fabinho, who was filling in, is out. Joe Matic went out recently with that ankle injury, so that's why they needed the backup. And Jurgen Klopp has been speaking, and this came through our colleagues uh, Sky Sports, about his new signing, Ben Davis. It's interesting, he said... What I like about Ben is it just shows that each situation creates opportunities. I think it's probably clear that in a normal transfer window, without any issues, we would not look at Preston if there's a player for us or something like that. It's not really likely. But since we saw him and since our situation got clearer and clearer, the problems we had when we saw him, we got really excited about it and thought, wow. Robbie Musto. Wow, it's, it's a it's a interesting word to use. It was an interesting quote there from Jurgen Klopp. If you're Ben Davis, do you mentally approach this transfer as a short term thing, based on what we said at the top of the show, or no. in that he might he'll be at the bottom of the list of priorities, or do you try and absolutely bust your gut yeah. to make sure that you're the, the number one choice when Virgil comes back?
5: Yeah, why not? Why not? Why not have that ambition? And and, and it's there. It is there. Joe Gomez. We know he's a good young centre-back, hasn't always been brilliant. His recent form before his injury wasn't great. He was kind of in and out the side a little bit. If one of the two that might come, of course, Ben Davis is the one that's definitely going to come, he might feel that, and he should feel that. Why not? Why not? I mean, he's, you know, he's got an opportunity to learn and develop in an environment with the players he's going to train with every single day, um, to be a player that I'm sure he dreams he can be. What an opportunity he's got now. It's just, for me, it's like, wow, this is a jump-up. What a jump-up in quality, expectation levels, everything. Can he do it? Can he be a Premier League player? Not just a Premier League player, but a Liverpool player, Rebecca. You know, the players I played with that had been at the likes of Man United and Liverpool were fantastic players, and you could, you could see why they were at a club like that. He's got to show he can do that.
1: So for anyone who doesn't know anything about Ben Davis, he was at Preston, but he's also Mm. been on plenty of loans to the likes of Southport, who are not even in the Football League, by the way. They're a National League team, to Mm. the likes of Newport County, to other Fleetwood Town as well. Mm. Very much a lower league player, 25 years old. So an established footballer. How does he mentally get used to everything he's going to have to cope with starting now?
4: Let me tell you, one thing, Bex, that you mentioned there. When you've been a lone player on the place he's been, you're mentally strong, by the way, because you're going down the league. Everything's not done for you. Your kit's not always clean every, every day. Everything's not in, in the world that we're in now. And what what he, he should take comfort from is Liverpool have a criteria of player, of style, of character, of personality. He's ticked enough of those boxes. So that should give him confidence. And I think his challenge is... Gomez, maybe, is, is maybe the partner, let's say, for Van Dijk. I think John Matip is on the on the brink. He's not durable, Bex. He doesn't last six games on the run. You might become the third centre back at Liverpool. That's not a bad position from Preston to the third centre back with the Champions.
1: It's a bit of a fairy tale, actually, mm. when you think about it. We'll be looking forward to hearing from Ben Davis. Maybe he'll play when Liverpool next take to the field, as at Anfield. It is on Sunday. In fact, that's not their next... Is that their next game? No, that's not their next game. That's their second to next Sunday, game. Yeah. There's so many games right now. They are playing in midweek as well, yeah. of course, against Brighton at home on Wednesday. Their next game after that is Manchester City, uh, 11.30 Eastern, right here on NBCSN, next Sunday. OK, let's talk about Leicester City next down in the table. They haven't brought anybody in. Out has gone four players, including Damari Gray, to buy a Leverkusen in the last couple of days. That one is on loan. Um, with a view possibly to a permanent, I've heard. Um, Now, Leicester, through 21 Premier League games, which is where they are right now, the last five seasons, it's been a really interesting progression. You look back in 2016-17, they were fighting relegation after they went and won the title in 2016. 15th at this point, then 8th, then 7th, then 2nd last year, then we know they dropped away, and right now, they're sitting 3rd. And it's interesting, when you look, Robbie at that column at Leicester City, when there's nobody coming in... Mm. If you're a Leicester fan, I feel like you trust that. Because when you look at who they have brought in, who they have gotten out, taken the money, bought again, this is a club that maybe is the gold standard. Would you agree for transfer window and recruitment? in the Yeah, and
4: talk about profile. They have on the back and the players they bring in, you know, they get Chilwell out. Castagna comes in, Soyuncu comes in when Maguire was out. A little bit disappointed in uh, Damari Gray's gone. I and by the f- way, I'm
1: just hearing it's actually a permanent deal. Permanent deal. It's deal. A deal. Yes. Permanent deal. Three million. Three
4: million, which is a steal. And I just felt under Brendan Rodgers that he would prosper. But one thing I have to say, and I did a little bit of research on last year and looking where they did, they spent £100 million, pounds, I believe, on a training ground which they said was their investment, where they want to develop their young players and have a better kind of environment for the football club. So maybe they've looked at, at, at the, the facility as, as something that gives to the squad rather than bringing in players. But when they go for players, they generally get them right. But not always.
5: And, 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 and Keleche Nacho, a player that yeah, came in from Man yeah, City, is yeah. the only other proper striker at the football club, I mean, Bob, and he hasn't worried. worked, yeah, and he hasn't true. worked. Iosia Perez has, has played up front in the last yeah. couple of games because Vardy's been injured. You know, I, you know. Again, we know that this market is difficult for for millions of reasons. But but if there's one player that maybe the, the Leicester fans would like to see is is the next striker that that could step in. Body. I mm. guess Inacio was always expected yeah. to be that guy. It's just his numbers haven't been great, and that's one that Leicester. Maybe didn't get right.
1: And just quickly on Damari Gray, uh, Brendan Rogers doesn't get many uh, things wrong yeah. in terms of an yeah. eye for a player. I know. However, he can't keep every player on the pitch all the time, so maybe he just wasn't happy.
5: Uh, I, we talked about it wrong yeah. Damari Gray because yeah. we thought he could be that one player mm-hmm. on the other side, the right hand side, and for whatever reason, Brendan Rogers is just, just. Doesn't seem like it's just ability, does it? It seems that it, it some, might be something, something of attitude there, or he, something. Well, it's yeah. come on, he's looked good, but mm. Rogers is obviously not that keen.
4: this month just means that it gives people opportunity to start to educate themselves about black history and what everything that's happened because racism still is about and racism only ongoing because people are not educated enough and they don't really know everything about it so I feel these months and stuff and everything that's going on it just gives people opportunity to start to learn because it's Ignorance, why people are racist. And if you can stop being ignorant and start educating yourself, that's when you start to learn and you start to realize that racism is ignorance and racism is just pointless.
1: words there of Mikel Antonio on this, the beginning of Black History Month here in the United States. Throughout February, all of us here at NBC Sports, including our Premier League team, will be celebrating the legacies and achievements of black sports figures. To read and to watch those stories, you just have to go to NBCSports.com slash Black History. And Mikel Antonio, of course, starring this season very much so for West Ham United because this is their best ever Premier League season, 35 points, matching the 35 points they had in 2015-16 at this stage with 21 Premier League games gone. So, ins and outs, what's David Moyes been up to? Well, we know that he brought in Saeed Ben Rama from Brentford for a reported fee of up to 34 million earlier on this month. Frederick Alves is in for a million. Jesse Lingard is in on loan from Manchester United. Out has gone Sebastian Allaire, Robert Snodgrass, Vincent Reid, amongst others as well. So, they've done a little bit of business. The most intriguing one, though, you have to say, is Jesse Lingard Robbie Musto? Mm. And we know he fell out of favour at Manchester United. He's had some off-field problems at all. Are you excited to see him in the Claret Blue?
5: I am, because it's the changing face of West Ham United. And the profile of player now that's coming in under David Moyes is very different. We're going to see less of the Yarmolenkos, the Fornells, Lanzinis, the Philippe Anderson, of course, has left the club at the moment as well. And more of your Ben Ramas, your Lingard, your Joe Bowens, your Souffields, your Soucheque, your Mikel Antonio, different. Number 10, Jesse Lingard will, I'm sure, would like to play. And he's a different type of number 10. Powerful, running forward, less kind of link in the play and all that playmaking part, but more of this. Penetration from that area, getting into the box to get his goals. Which I think was about three seasons ago, well, we got mm. eight yeah. Premier League goals out there, Business for Man United. So I like it for, my, for West Ham.
1: It's been an interesting time for him at Manchester United. As I say, he's had some off-the-field personal problems as well, but he's really barely made a matchday squad for a number of weeks now. He joined the academy at age seven, made his first team debut in 2014 under Louis van Gaal, would would you believe. 33 goals and 210 appearances. He's made a lot of appearances across all competitions for Manchester United. He's won three trophies. He knows what it takes to win. FA Cup, League Cup, Europa League... And, of course, he went to the World Cup with England in 2018. Mm. What do you think went wrong for him? We don't know what happened off the field, but something's just gone awry with this talent of a player, Mm. Rob.
4: It happens sometimes back in football, and it's sometimes things around the football club, it's sometimes things away from, from the football club family, things, personal issues... There was a time when this guy was trusted by managers. He was one of the first names on the sheet because not only, is, as Rob said, he's got great ability, he can score and make goals, but he didn't have to start a press well for you. He didn't have to be the first person who could, who could, who could st- get that first line of defence high up the pitch. And I think David Moyes will get some of that back out of, of Jesse Lingard. And I'll tell you what, if, if he can get him right, there's a player in there... Now I go back to last season when they signed Thomas Suchak at this time at W the influence he's had on the football club in, in the last 12 months. Jesse Lingard could go down a similar path. I just,
5: I just think, just to finalise on that, Rebecca, Just I think United wanted a Bruno or a Van der Beek. They, they want more flair and more talent and more playmaking ability Than Jesse Lingard can give them. So if there's any reason off the field Mm. for him to not be quite part of the plans, that's probably what's happened.
1: Just very quickly, some credit for David Moyes, because we talked Mm. a few weeks ago, a few days ago, can't actually remember when, that... When he left Manchester United, his career plummeted. Took Sunderland down, not good at Real Sociedad either. Problems everywhere he's been ever since he left Everton. So what he's done at West Ham deserves the old
5: David Moyes. Yeah, and it's it's really, really impressive. That's a difficult, difficult job Mm. with the fan pressure at the stadium, with the ownership, changing the style. Results, of course, mean, you know, it's accepted and it looks really, really great from him.
4: Oh, just, just quickly on that one as well, Rebecca, the confidence he must have now, did he? The boys and this guy said that he'd had 20 or 30 million to spend, and he said. I'm okay. I'll mm. wait. There'll be a time when David Moyes would spend that because he didn't know he might be there in six months. Whole different David Moyes. Yeah, mm.
1: reports are he's going to get another year yeah. as well as a as a bonus. Yeah. Another year to his contract, David Moyes uh, at West Ham United. We talked about Jesse Lingard being out in the cold. Another player, of course, who's out in the cold is Deli Ali. He doesn't appear on this graphic. He's still at the club as of now. They've not brought anybody in this month. Um, and out have gone Jack Clark on loan, Troy Parrott on loan, and Jetson Fernandez. It just did not work, did he, when he came in on loan from Benfica? So Deli Ali, Deli Ali, that is who we want to talk about right now. Four goals, three assists in his first seven under Mourinho. It was that time where he really looked like he'd rediscovered that form and then he went off it again. He started 16 of the first 17 games under Mourinho, but just two starts in his last 29 Premier League matches that Tottenham have played. um, And he only started the game on opening weekend. Robbie Musto, Delhi Alley. I remember oh. the 2018 <clears throat> World Cup for England. I remember him coming from MK Dons. You do too. You remember the almost telepathic understanding with Harry Kane. This player, some of the goals, that goal against Crystal Palace. Yeah. Explain to me what's happened.
5: Well, you know what? It's really difficult to explain. Now, first of all, his form did drop off. I remember we, we spoke about it. But this continued standoff with his manager is a big problem. It's a big problem for the football club. Jose Mourinho has got a a massive call right now. I guess he's probably already made the call about what he's going to do with this guy. If you're going to keep him playing, play him. The way the team is playing, Rebecca... I mean, he should be in the side.
1: Well, according to reports, Mourinho's happy to let him go. It's Daniel Levy who is, quote, not budging. PSG want him. Pochettino's at PSG. He wants him. This morning, Jim White at Sky Sports News said, Mourinho says go. Daniel Levy's not budging.
5: Well, Daniel Levy should, because he should trust his manager. Why keep him there if a manager's not going to play him?
4: The The other thing as well, the other person in this party, Deli Alley. tomorrow morning, go knock on the manager's door and say, what can I do? Going off, off of a knowledge branch. He's got six months, Rebecca, to get himself back in the England frame if he's going to be part mm. of the Euros. His, his career is floundering at the moment, and you know, everyone says it's Pochettino. Pochettino might not want to take him He's got to do well there himself. If I'm Deli Ali, Rebecca, I'm knocking on the door and I'm saying, OK, we've had our issues, we've had our problems. What do I need to do but to get back into the I wonder if he's squad. that type. But is he's, he's got to be type? Rob Annie. He? He's got to be his agents, his, his family around him, his teammates. If I'm a teammate of him, I go, Deli, come on. Go and, go and knock on the gas. Uh,
5: by by the way, should it be that way round? Can't the manager
4: try and put his arm round him? He can, but if he isn't, I, I, it isn't helping Deli Alli's well, career, is it? You, no, probably, not.
1: you probably all saw the Spurs documentary yeah, when yeah. that mm. scene with Jose Mourinho yeah. and Deli Alli and Jose Mourinho yeah. sort of tried to do a, a kind of arm around the shoulder. Delhi Alli, it was very interesting, sat there with his arms oh. arms folded. Okay, yeah. And I I remember, and I know nothing compared to you two, I remember thinking, oh, I want more from Deli I want yeah. him to say, yeah. Gaffer, yeah. what can I do? Yeah. Tell me, I want to improve. And his his body language on just on that documentary mm. wasn't great. Now, if that documentary is reflective... Of him as a player, it's,
4: it's an interesting it's point. But I, the one thing I'll say, Bex, is the dressing room's full of very different people from very different backgrounds. He's had a, he's had quite a troubled background, and I'm not saying in any way this is a reason or, or what. Maybe you just have to handle some people a little bit differently. He might be that guy. He's so talented. He could be so important for Tottenham. Go and knock on him. his door. You need go him and knock right on now.
1: One hour, 10 minutes left of the January transfer window. The headlines, if he's just joining us this afternoon, Ben Davis is a Liverpool player. He's left Preston North End and he has gone to Anfield for around $2 million. Southampton have reached an agreement in principle for the loan deal signing of Liverpool's Takumi Minamino. Reports are that Bournemouth have accepted bids from Josh King from Everton and Fulham. And I can tell you that Jason Burt, the Telegraph writer in the UK, has just tweeted that Josh King, he says, is heading to Fulham rather than Everton. That's an interesting development. And Ainsley Maitland-Niles has gone a little bit quiet, but we know he's undergone a medical in London ahead of a loan move from Arsenal. To West Bromwich, Albion. So that's you right up today. Stay with us. All breaking news we'll bring to you. We're continuing our whip around all 20 Premier League clubs assessing their windows and talking about the current state of play. Nobody in of course for Chelsea this January. They were too busy firing their manager and bringing in a new one. Out have gone four players including for Kai Tomorrow, Tomori to AC Milan. Um, they spent approximately £296 million last summer, so they maybe were just holding their checkbooks close to their pockets. Currently in 7th place, 11 Points off top. Frank Lampard was fired on January the twenty-fifth. In came Thomas Tuchel. He's had a couple of games—a draw and a victory—unbeaten then in two. So Robbie, Earl mm. Thomas Tuchel's task at hand. I suppose he—he. He, it all happened so quickly. He didn't mm. have a lot of time to plan any bringing any players in. No. Plus, they've spent a load of money. So yeah. probably a case of Roman Abramovich saying, "I've got you an amazing squad." <laughs> <laughs> Please do something with it.
4: And it's no new players, but a new manager. And a new manager who can make some of the players at Chelsea almost seem new. Kick Timo Werner off. Kick Kai Havertz off. Hakim Ziyech, I don't think we've seen the best of. Pulisic playing. If he starts to get those pieces right and... I have personally, and me and Robbie talked on on the podcast about it, I've quite enjoyed what I've seen. I know a nil-nil with Wolves wasn't great on the eye, but some structures, some things in place I thought was good. He's coaching from the side of the pitch. Two nil win with Burnley, three at the back, set up again, the team knowing what they're going to do. If he can get uh, Havertz and, and, and Timo Werner in those central positions, playing off a striker, firing, all of a sudden Chelsea could look very, very different.
1: It's those two players. It's mm. Werner and it's Havertz. Because they cost such a lot yeah. of money and because they haven't produced, if he can get both of them, as Robbie says, firing, yeah. the whole atmosphere around that yeah. club changes, uh, not to mention where they are on the table. Exactly.
5: The results will change and they'll fly up the league. You know, I, I'm I'm bullish on Chelsea under Tuchel now. Already what we've seen, no surprises, no players in. There's a lot of players there. And, and different types of players for nearly every position, Rebecca. Mm. Every position. Striker, there's three different uh, a profile of players there. Everywhere you look, he's got good options. Now, we're seeing him sifting through. Uh, Pulisic's going to be a really important player. We know that. He came on last game, was, was great. The interchange, positioning, Werner through the centre. So he'll find all that stuff out. But it's going to be fun to watch him do it. And, and you're right, Kai Havertz, we know he's talented. We haven't seen it yet. Him and Werner
4: really are the key to trying Interesting better. as well, just an individual. Uh, Callum Hudson-Odoi, Rebecca, was a bit on the outside... In the two games that uh, Tuchel took nervous, played well, yeah. and looks like he could be a, a really important part of it going forward.
1: Tim Howard thinks Chelsea have the best squad in the whole of the Premier League. Uh,
4: I don't. But potentially, <laughs> potentially.
1: Okay. Yeah. But, okay. Yeah. Not at the moment.
5: I don't think so. Do you? Okay,
1: (laughs) Everton. Everton and how they are looking. No ins yet. Are they about to miss out on Josh King? Out the other way, plenty of players. A bit of a clear out has Carlo Ancelotti, but he needs a striker because, look, he sent Jenk Tosin out on loan as well. So... Through 19 Premier League games last season compared to this season, we've seen the improvement. We knew that they would improve with Carlo Ancelotti. 22 points at this point last year, 33 points now. Better goal difference, better stats, and of course they're sitting in eighth compared to 13th last season. They were four points off the relegation zone. Now they're six points off the top four. So we know we've seen a real improvement. But if Robbie Musto, Josh King chooses Fulham, then Carlo Ancelotti. Well, first of all, I'm not sure that the Everton fans will. They'll be pretty angry about, but also it, it, it makes it Everton look bad that they haven't thought about getting a striker earlier on and they've missed out on one. Now they need one. They can't get one.
5: Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's complicated. W- maybe we'll chat a little later on. I, you know, it seems strange that a player would go to Fulham more than Everton. Money? Money, definitely going to play every single week. Mm. Richarlison and Cavalloon that have been the main f- positions for him, have been playing pretty well. Dominic Carvalhoon's had a bit of a, yeah. a lean patch um, but with I, I think we should all expect more from him now. Two goals, three assists, Rebecca, and 15 appearances. You know, a player that I really like. You know, really bad loss against Newcastle United. Um, but the, the, the Josh King to Everton is, is, a, is a strange one.
4: Yeah, it is a strange one. It leaves them a little bit bare. Uh, Calvert-Lewin has been excellent this season, but no goals in his last seven, Rebecca, and, and if that continues, doesn't, they don't really have many options. I know you can throw with up, there. that's not a, a, something you'd really want to do. The, the one thing I had on my list was backup striker, uh, and Josh King would be that backup if that doesn't happen. I just think it leaves them bare to try and get a top six finish, which they're capable of doing. But if he
1: wants to play football, he goes to Fulham, right?
4: Um, if you want to play good football, you want to play maybe you European, to European football, I would want to go and play for Carlo Angelotti. I've got to yeah. be honest. You too?
1: You want to go Everton very quickly?
5: Uh, just fewer appearances, but you're going to be a Premier League player for, for as long oh. as you're there.
1: OK, all right. Welcome to the last hour of the January transfer window. Ben Davis is in for $2 million. He is now a Liverpool player and will experience the Premier League for the first time. As I can tell you, Will, Ozan Kabak. It's a deal that has been done for the 20-year-old defender to join Liverpool from Schalke. They have they two defenders. They've got their reinforcements going the other way out of Liverpool. It looks like Takumi Minamino on loan to Southampton. Ralph Hasenhurtle's squad is a little threadbare, so this could be an exciting reinforcement as they aim for European football this season. And Josh King is wanted by both Everton and Fulham. Bournemouth accepted bids from both clubs, so it is now up to the player. Himself will keep you, of course, abreast with all the news over the course of the next 90 minutes. Elsewhere, reports are that Joe Willock is set to join Newcastle United on loan from Arsenal. As Arsenal continue to clear the decks. U.S. men's national team player DeAndre Yedlin has left Newcastle. He's gone to Turkey to play for Galatasaray. What else is happening? Well, West Brom have been busy, of course, under Big Sam. They've brought in four new players this January transfer. We will, of course, get to West Brom and talk about Big Sam's acquisitions shortly and Brighton have signed Moises Caicedo for $6 million from independent Diente del Valle. Do you like my pronunciation? From Ecuador. <laughs> my pronunciation is poor, says Robbie Basso. Thank you very much indeed. Somebody who knows a lot more about pronunciations and about all of this and somebody who can give us so much more, of course, is Brian Swanson, our colleague over at Sky Sports, alongside Dame Sheff and Cavesolicole. Gentlemen, some more updates, if you will.
2: Yeah, thanks, Rebecca. The countdown very much continuing. Less than an hour to go here on this uh, winter transfer window. And we are still anticipating a number of announcements still to come. Damesh, right now, where are we at in terms of
3: imminent deals? Just joined me at the right time, Brian, because we've just got some breaking news. Arsenal have just announced that Shkodran Mustafi has joined Schalke. It's a permanent transfer that they've described it as. We were talking about a contract termination, but they always describe that kind of thing as a permanent transfer. And we understand that he has joined on a six-month contract at Schalke. Schalke obviously wanted to bring in a replacement for Quebec, who Liverpool have just announced that they have signed. Liverpool, of course, have also signed Ben Davis. Um... Schalke, obviously, bottom of the Bundesliga. That's probably one of the reasons why they've only given Mustafi a six-month contract and they only took um, Said Kalasinac in the summer on loan as well, simply because being bottom of the league and the threat of relegation, if they do go down, they can't afford to have those big wages on their books in a lower division. Hence why they've got Skodran Mustafi in. Hopefully they can shore up that defence with Mustafi in it and maybe help uh, stave off relegation and stay in the Bundesliga. But it's just been announced by Arsenal, just this moment, that Skodran Mustafi has joined Schalke on a permanent transfer.
2: No big surprise then at the double deals that have been done on deadline day for Liverpool. Time is running out. Calvi, are we expecting any more deals to come?
0: Uh, yes. Uh... Takumi Minamino is very close to leaving Liverpool and joining Southampton on loan. We're being told that talks about this deal only started this morning. He's having his medical at the moment. Of course, Southampton are playing Manchester United tomorrow night at Old Trafford. We're being told that this deal has been done too late for him to play against Manchester United tomorrow night. Of course, he's a uh, attacking midfielder who moved to Liverpool last January uh, from Red Bull Salzburg, but he hasn't really been playing regularly, and I think he wants more minutes, so it makes sense for him to go to Southampton. Another deal to bring you up to speed on involving Joshua King. Now, you remember the Bournemouth striker last January was very close to moving to Manchester United. They made bids of £20 million, £25 million. Those were turned down. In the summer, he was close to moving to West Ham United for £15 million. That deal collapsed at the last minute. This evening, we're being told that Everton. And Fulham have agreed deals with Bournemouth for him, but at the moment we do not know which club he has chosen. Everton or day drama. Fulham. We love I think it. Yeah. has got more I, news I've, on I've this just, one.
3: I've just received a text, and this has just come from one source, mind you, just one source, and this needs to be confirmed by all parties. And I've just been given the, the text. He's going to Everton, and the Josh Mager signing for fulham that is effectively done as well so we're expecting an announcement on that but with regard to josh king according to this one source even though everton and fulham had both agreed those fees and those deals it appears just according to this one source and i'll keep highlighting that but it looks like he's on his way to Everton. Thanks, Damesh.
2: Thanks, Calve. Well, Rebecca, we've got 55 minutes to go here in the transfer window. As you've just heard, there could well be more deals to go. If clubs need it, they can apply right now to the Premier League to get that extra two-hour extension.
1: Love it. Brilliant, brilliant stuff from our <laughs> colleagues over there. Josh King is the new Peter Okay, you <laughs> he so he heard was... us
4: saying you've got to go to Everton. <laughs> I know,
1: exactly. So Jason Burke from Telegraph saying he's going to Fulham. Mm. Damesh Sheth with his one source says he's going to Everton. Mm. He's... If you're him, you're going to Everton. Yeah,
4: for me, Rebecca, if I get a chance to go to work with Angelotti, top six team, Everton football club, yeah. I'm going.
1: I mean, the time is running out. As as uh, Brian just said, 55 minutes left of the transfer window, but we'll bring that confirmation, Everton fans, or Fulham fans, to you when we mm. get it. Uh, what else to talk about? Mina Mino, um, Cave Solakol there was saying it hasn't worked out for him at Liverpool. Looks mm. like he's going to go to Southampton. Is that a good acquisition then for Ralph Aspenhurtle?
5: Win-win. For, for both parties, I think he's a, he's a good little footballer. But that level, that Liverpool level with some of the players, it's mm. tough to be a regular starter there. Southampton need a little bit of a boost. Their form's just dipped a little bit. I think it's a, it's a great, great
4: move.
1: They need something, don't they? Because as you say, the, the form's dipped, he's Yeah, not Danny, got a big squad. And
4: Danny Ings hasn't signed that contract yet, Rebecca, so it might be a way of getting somebody in. And if Ings does decide to move off, then you've got him in, up to speed. Shea Adams as well has been a little bit disappointed for Southampton. But working under Ralph Hassanil, Minamino, we might start seeing yeah. the best of Minamina. We're
1: going to talk about Arsenal in more detail in a second. But just mm. your reaction, both of you, when you heard that Shkodra and Mustafi had gone, you were both pretty happy because you well, don't think he's got the quality, do you, no. to be at a club like
5: Arsenal? No, I, I thought it was a liability, Rebecca, and... You know, he, he, he plays kind of with with his heart, you know, but he's just makes so many bad decisions, so many mistakes for goals for, for Arsenal that we've seen and the fans have seen for, for many, many seasons now. And, and I think it's the right thing and, and good work from Arsenal just to try and clear the decks a little bit and, and release some of that wage bill?
4: He's one of those players, Rebecca, who I, I used to think are actors. He'll do all the shouting and that, but when it matters, when you need to put your head in there and, and defend, he doesn't do that for me. And I think it has been a good w- window for Arteta, our, our with, with the likes of Ozil, Socrates, Mustafi... You know, players who are not really part of the future. He's cleaned all them out and he's got some good young players now to go forward with. Like
1: I say, we're going to focus on on Arsenal Mm. just a second. Just one other line that Cave was talking about when we went over to London. Josh Madger, it looks like he's coming into Fulham. The former Sunderland player, if you've seen the Sunderland documentary, he stars in that. He ends up going to Bordeaux. Looks like he's arriving at Craven Cottage. When we get confirmation, if we get it, we'll bring that to you. Now, a quick reminder, if you want to go online, you can get all the news about the done deals at Pro Soccer Talk. They're going to have the latest breaking news and analysis throughout the night. Just go to NBCSports.com soccer. Let's continue our whip around, shall we? Let's go to Aston Villa, a club that have done so well this season after surviving by just a point last year. And look at them now. They're thriving. They've spent some money as well. They've brought in Morgan Sanson from Marseille for up to $21 million on the right. You can see Dean Smith has managed to get out five players as well. And I talked about how well they've done compared to last season. Let's take a little look at the stats, shall we? Through 19 Premier League games last season, they had 18 points. Just the five wins on the board, a negative goal difference. They were a point from safety. They were sitting in 18th. Look at them now. They're sitting in ninth. They're seven points off the top four. They've got games in hand as well. They've won 10 games already and they've got 32 points in the bag. So they're, they're safe already. No question about that. They're not going anywhere where, first of all, Morgan Sanson looks good.
5: Yeah, we both spent a little <laughs> bit of time looking at him and we, we made the same kind of notes. He's a player. He's a really good footballer, Rebecca. Box to box, he's skillful. he's got an eye for goal. He, he likes to tackle as well. I mean, Villas, you talk about their their turnaround from last season to this season, it's because they've got a bright manager and because they've got... Really great recruitment. A lot of good signings. And I think he looks like
4: another one. He's either got somebody who can really put a good video together or he's a really <laughs> good player. Because every time I see bits of him, back. and the rumour is that Marseille needed the money, TV money and, and lack of revenue meant that they, they've st- stolen for £21 million, and he'll come into the team. A couple of things with Villa. Big signing of Jack Grealish in September. Five-year deal was a huge step forward for them. And Jack's gone on and, and proved why he's, he's so important. And they sign players who make their first team better. Emmy Martinez, Matty Cash, Ollie Watkins. Players who go into their side and you can see the benefit. And Samson I think, will be another one. I think over the course of certainly the rest of this season and moving forward, he's going to be a good acquisition.
1: Can Jack Grealish be a Matt Letizier? Can he be a one-club man?
5: Uh, he can be. Um, I hope he doesn't. I hope I want to see him, you know, how high a level can he play? And can he mix it with the big boys? Can he get that move? I, I hope he doesn't stay at Villa. I'm sorry, Villa fans. I'm sure they want him there. Mm. But he's an obvious talent, Rob, and I want to see him challenged at, a, at, a, at one of the top, top clubs.
4: I slightly disagree in that I think Villa's ambition should be to start to get towards the top six. And I'm not saying that's going to happen this season or next. But good re- recruitment. Yeah, it's always talking about can,
5: Jack Grealish. Can yeah. Jack Grealish get better staying there?
4: I think as, as they improve and, the, and the, the team improves and better players come in, I, I don't think one want them because I'm not sure where he goes and where he plays every week.
1: Well, that will be music mm. to the Aston Villa fans' mm. ears. Let's talk Arsenal, shall we? They're ins and outs. Now, we know all about the likes of Mesut Ozil, who's left, and we've just heard Skodran Mustafi is gone, Matt Macy's gone uh, to Hibernian. Socrates has gone to Olympiakos, and Kolasinac, as well, has gone to Schalke on loan. And in has come Matt Ryan, the goalkeeper from Brighton. And Martin Odegaard. Now, this is the really interesting player we're going to focus on him in just a second but what a weird season they've had their first 14 matches they've had four wins 14 points negative goal difference and they sat in 15th position after those first 14 games their last seven matches they've won five of them better goal difference more points sitting in 10th they are rising slowly up the league so Martin Odegaard is a player who we'll have a look about look at him Mm. in just a second Mm. but do they need him? They've got Emil Smith-Rowe. Do yeah. they need Odegaard?
4: If you get the chance to get one of those, Rebecca, you do. And, and you talk about Emil Smith-Rowe, Saka, Aubameyang, Lacazette, and this guy is a front five. All of a sudden, I'm thinking, wow, that, that's good. Look, his it real. He, it, he's so beautiful on the eye. Lovely left footer, balance, can do both sides of the game. Free kicks, can see a pass. The amount of times he heel passes to people is ridiculous. It, that seems to be his thing. Now, where does he play? And, and I know Robbie Muster and I disagree a little bit, I think Emil Smith-Rowe is growing in that role. I think Rob thinks that this guy is probably better suited to the role now.
5: Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a tough call, but, but I, I do. I think that's where Odegaard wants to play. That's where he's most effective. He got seven goals and nine assists last season for Real Sociedad in, in La Liga. Um, very silky player. And uh, listen, it sounds hard on Emil Smith-Rowe, and he's, he's had some good moments but I, I, I've watched him really closely in a few games, and I, I still think he's got a little bit to learn. So I think it's a good sign, a really good sign. I think they did need him. You know, he's trying to grow something, Rebecca, mm-hmm. with good, talented young players. We're starting to see him come through, of course, with the names that we've said many times. So I like the look of this, and a player that's obviously everybody's expected him to be the next Messi, Messi or whatever, mm-hmm. which is impossible. Um, so I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing a lot more of this guy.
1: Yeah, because he broke onto the scene so early, didn't he? A little bit more about Martin Odegaard. He's now 22 years old, Norwegian, made his debut at the age of 15, joined Real Madrid in January 2015 and that's when we all started to hear about him. As Robbie Musto said, spent that season on loan at Real Sociedad, got four goals in 31 La Liga appearances, joined Arsenal just this past Wednesday from Real Madrid and came on late in that second half against Manchester United and when he signed for the Gunners, he had this decision. Say.
6: Martin, welcome to Arsenal. How does it feel to join the club? Thank you very much. feels great. Uh, yeah, it feels amazing to be here. When I had the chance to come here, I, I felt like it was uh, a really good uh, chance to take, so I'm, I'm really happy to be here. I think it's a, it's a good chance for me to, to improve and, and hopefully I can help the team to, to improve and to reach our goals for this, for this year. I think everything here just seems good. I, I like the club. I always liked the, the way the club wants to play. The yeah, everything about the club and and now how the manager wants to play. And uh, yeah, I think it's it's a club that really suits me well. And uh, so I think it's a it's a good match.
4: How much does playing in the Premier League interest you? Is that something that you you've been fascinated by for a while?
6: Yeah, in, in Norway, I think the Premier League is, is really big uh, since I was a little kid. Uh, we always watched all the games, me and my friends, and uh, it's, I think it's the, the biggest league, uh, especially in Norway. So for me, it's always been a dream to, to play in the Premier League. And, uh, and as I said, I, I always liked the way Arsenal plays and, and, and everything about the club. And so, yeah, it's, it's a dream come true in, in many ways.
1: Good to hear from him there. There's an argument, though, that Arsenal fans are just as excited about the players that we saw on that graphic a moment or yeah. two ago on the right-hand side that have left the club. He has done well. He has cleared the decks.
5: Absolutely needed it. We, we all know what a big job he's got there. And the start of that is getting rid of a lot of players. And I know it's not the, the, the greatest part of it for the Arsenal fans. They must realise they need to be patient. But that's such an important part of it, Rebecca, because sometimes these players, they sit there, they're not playing, they're not great in the dressing room. You've got to try and get him out, and he's done a brilliant job so
4: far. It's
1: one of the hardest things to do, is get players out the door.
4: Yeah, and it's a spring clean in January, and and he's done a good job, and he's tried to, you know, stay, I think, as friendly as he can with people, but eventually he's got them out. And I'll tell you what will happen now. The whole dressing room, the whole training ground will be different because there's nobody there who's thinking I should be playing, and I don't agree with him. Everybody there is going to be wanting behind the manager, and it'll freshen things up for Arteta the second half of the season
1: back with you live today on Transfer Window Deadline Day. No shows in terms of live action, but plenty to come this week. Tomorrow, Wolves take on Arsenal. Manchester United host Southampton at Old Trafford. On Wednesday, Manchester City, the league leaders, go to Turf Moor to take on Burnley. Liverpool host Brighton at Anfield. They've got a couple of new defenders in now. And on Thursday, what a game that is. Jose Mourinho welcomes Thomas Tuchel to North London. Tottenham against Chelsea. As I say, any breaking news will bring it to you, but as and when, but now we're going to continue our whip around all the Premier League clubs. Now, Southampton's graphics pretty empty. A couple of players, young players have both gone out on loan today. Nobody is in as yet, although we know that they are in talks to bring Minamino in from Liverpool. What's their season been like? Let's compare their first 13 with their last seven. Well, they've started really well, didn't they? Seven wins from those 13, just a three defeats, picking up 24 points, and at one point, they were third position after 13 games. But they've just dropped off. One win, negative goal difference, four losses, and they're sitting now in 11th. And Robbie Musso, so much of that has been because Danny Ings has dropped off. He was scoring goals, he got injured, he came back, and he's not signing this new contract. Mm. They'd offered him a new deal. Apparently, it's not about money. Apparently, the deal has been offered. He's fine with the, with what it is, but he just wants to leave the club. That's what I'm being told. Can you understand where he's coming from?
5: Yeah, I can. Unfortunately, for Southampton, I can understand it. You know, he's in the peak of his career right now. He hasn't got that many more seasons, and then he'll start going that way. And he might just feel he wants to have one more crack mm. at, the, at a bigger club mm. and try and achieve stuff and win trophies and... And I get it. And the only way is the power that you get the power as a, pl- as a player is to let the contract run down. And this summer, Rob, that's when the club have got to make a decision. If you're not going to sign, with one year left, they're going to have to cash in and get some money to try and find another striker. And
1: one of the things with Danny Ings is he got that chance, didn't he? He got yeah. that chance with Liverpool, yeah. but then he got the injuries. It was taken yeah. away. So yeah. you can understand even yeah. more, can't you? It was kind of, he was given that taste.
4: He doesn't want to get to the end of his career back and, and think back. What if? And he's 28 years of age and this is the last time he'll dictate a contract. Because I tell you, as soon as you get 30, mm. you ask him for a year and you take a union. He's got one big deal left in terms of finance and in terms of football. And I totally understand why he's taking his time. That's not to say he won't sign, but I think he's going to look at the options in the summer before he does that.
1: What options do you think there could be for I'm him just in th- the summer?
4: I'm just thinking, Everton Football Everton. Club right. is an absolute... Well, they might get Josh I'm King. He's better than Josh King.
5: Yeah, or they get him way better. Well. Step okay. up.
4: Yeah. Step up. I mean, I, I, that's a good question, though, because Tottenham. You, when Harry King, if you, uh, Harry King. Kane. If you're not sure, I'd take him at Tottenham. Yeah, but he ain't going to play. He'll play the, uh, enough games, I think. Mm. Harry's going to get injured he's every. He's not going go to Man United. He's not going to Man City. No. He's not going to go to Liverpool.
1: So who's he waiting for? What's yeah? There's for? not many.
4: There's, there's, there's not a couple, many. but. I think if I'm him, I'm waiting and seeing Rob. I'm not just going to yeah. sign a contract and. Because he's going to not... be a reduced yeah. fee because of his contract. Yeah.
1: OK, uh, let's move on to Leeds United, shall we? Again, very, very quiet, smallest graphic I think we've had all show long. Nobody in and just Jordan Stevens out on loan. The midfielder, And it's a funny old season for Leeds because they're they're an entertaining club and therefore we get a season of extremes. They've had 71 total goals in their games. Um, 35 goals scored, 36 goals conceded. I told you, it's entertaining. They're sitting in 12th, 29 points, which, by the way, is more than the other two promoted teams combined. They did, though, crash out again at season of extremes. They went out in the FA Cup to Crawley Town, who were in the fourth tier of yeah, English yes. football. And not only did they go out, they went out by three goals to nil. Yeah. Why do you think recruitment at Leeds is a little static? They
4: don't need um, anybody else. I think they've done well enough that they don't need to be rushed into a situation. We talked about there's no emergency; they're going to stay off. The other thing that the profile of, profile of a Leeds player is, is very different. You have to be a certain type of backer. You have to be giving to your team. You have to get extremely fit. I think underneath, the, 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 un, under Pindle, that underpins all that there's got to be hunger with Leeds. You've got to have, almost have a bit of something to prove. I look at Bamford, I look at Harrison, I look at Phillips, I look at uh, um Dallas and players like that, Rob. It, up, yeah. yeah, they've all come with a little bit like, I'm going to show you the Premier League what I'm about. And I think that <laughs> hunger is, is a big part of what they do. Yeah, it makes sense to wait. No. They're having a... You know, he
5: said it's an unusual season. It's still a brilliant season. Mm. So why not assess it at the end of the season? I think Robbie makes a good point because it is a kind of a particular type of player to try and get. But I mean, I, I wouldn't be rushing mm. at this window. Mm. They don't need it. They're not no. going to go down. You know, all the players are really grooved yeah. in his system, and um, I think they'll wait till the summer. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Uh Some interesting news. I've just been told that Jurgen Klopp has confirmed that Joel Matip will miss the rest of the oh. season oh, you go. with wow. ankle mm. ligament there
4: you go. injuries. Ben Davies just feeling a little bit better.
1: Also, do you think?
4: Arguably, that's they knew two. that. That's, that's part they of the reason. Two players. He's the guy, Rebecca, who I think is most at risk in this football club is John Matip. Mm. You just can't be like, you just don't know what you're getting. When he's fit and good, fine. Bringing in two options, Rebecca, is really, really smart.
1: OK, so Wednesday, they're playing Brighton at home. They've got Man City at the weekend as well. Who is going to play centre-half <laughs> on Wednesday against Brighton at Anfield? If you're Klopp, you're going to go Henderson, and you're going to go, who do, you, who do you think you're going to go with?
5: You have to assess the condition of the two new players. Yeah,
4: yeah. have a look at oh, them in training. These yeah, are, yeah. You know, you you've, you've got those young players, you know, you've got and Nat Phillips. Phillips. Yeah, might not it's need Brighton. to rush it. Might, they might not rush it right now. Um, but then you've got Man City coming up <laughs> after that. Yeah, at that point, yeah.
1: And there's no sign of Fabinho coming back anytime no, soon. No, I mean,
4: then. you're buying them to, to, because you think they're good enough. You've got to play, play
5: them. And that will strengthen the midfield, Rebecca. Yeah, That's another part of can go back, yeah. Henderson and So, Fabinho will will eventually go back and miss. I think they
1: need to put Henderson in some cotton wool right now (laughs) for the rest of the week to make sure he's okay for Man City next Sunday. (laughs) Um, The next two clubs on our agenda Crystal Palace, have they fixed their striker problem with Jean Philippe Mateta? And talking of striker problems, William Jose is coming at Wolves, but is it enough to push them up the Premier League? More breaking news, and these two clubs are next.